When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just a few remaining days in the NFL best ball draft season. And here at Spike Week, we're chasing the big overlay. Drafters fantasy, big time overlay in the NFL best ball championship with $300,000 to first place. And today, on Monday afternoon, best ball, myself, Eric Beinfor, and Rob Cookley are going to go head to head in an NFL best ball championship draft on drafters to see who can build the best team to try to take down that $300,000 top prize. Well, let's do it. Rob, I cannot believe the final week is officially here. I know it's, you know, Thursday is it's technically been the final seven days for a few days now, but like Labor Day, Monday of Labor Day weekend leading into the the actual first week, it feels like official, official final week in NFL best ball season is about to wrap up, which is bittersweet. But also, I still feel like I have about 10,000 drafts I want to do in these next four days. So we still, we're, we're, we're still amidst the marathon. We're at the end. There's light at the end of the tunnel. But I still feel like I'm running that, that marathon right now. I feel like I'm hitting that finish line. I don't think I'm doing anything else on DraftKings. I think I have about, I think this is going to be my 142nd or 143rd of the Drafters Championship. Nice. And, you know, we'll get those tickets tomorrow. We'll, we'll finish that up. And on Underdog, I might do like five more of the weekly winners, maybe. But we finished Best Ball Mania on stream yesterday at our 150th team. Did not get an early draft position because God forbid that <laughs> happens. You'll see today as I will probably be picking third behind Eric Bime for for the <laughs> ultimate troll to wrap up this offseason. He'll get the two pick. He'll let the clock run down. He'll drive, grab Jamar Chase, <laughs> and I'll log off. <laughs> it's how this is going to go. But, yeah, less than 100 hours, we're going to get footballs Thursday night. I get to see all my teams jump into first place with Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be great. Uh, we're probably going to uh, – I see that the the lobby is 9 to 12. We might end up in the next one. Um, we're going to sh- talk for just a couple minutes to have a, a smidge of housekeeping to run through. So bear with us. Thank you for letting us know where it's at, Jeremy. I will say – the drafts are filling super quick. Like I have no concerns with, you know, in May or something, you do a, a, a non underdog draft. You might have to wait a little bit for things to fill. We are not in that situation on drafters right now. That is for sure. They're pretty much filling about as quick as, as you can get. It's about as quick as a BBM draft will fill uh, everybody piling in for that overlay. Um, but a couple, couple of really quick things. Hey um, Yeah. I, I did want to bring up all of your Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes exposure. You'll, you need a screenshot. This is like this is like the guy who stacks the first game in the NBA slate or the first game in the <laughs> it, like. That's what you did. If you if for my DFS people, you know, there's a thing that people would play. You know, seven guys in the the, the Wizards are playing the Hornets at 7 p.m. It's the only game that kicks off, and everybody stacks it so you can get that. Currently winning a million dollars. That's what Rob did. This this whole long summer. This a long con just to get the currently winning, having more yeah. Patrick Mahomes. And more, uh, you know, Chiefs than everybody, and probably drafted some Lions too. I assume everybody's been on at least some of the Lions, and so you're definitely going to get that screenshot equity of your advance rate. You got to post your advance rate after Thursday night football because yours is going to be the highest in the whole industry. Yeah, this is going stacking the first MMA fight. Like shocker, you're in first. You you played both fighters in uh, in uh, in uh, an MMA DFS tournament. But really quickly, as I mentioned, um. You guys are all probably aware, as we're speaking right now, the Drafters $20 NFL Best Ball Championship is 71,038 entries have been put into it. It 
the the max entries is at 111,252. So, of course, the pace has picked up as everyone has spotted the overlay, and we're all piling in to try to get as many teams in as we can in, in my opinion, the most plus EV best ball tournament you can play in so far. Uh, probably that has existed at all, especially with the amount of just total raw dollars that exist in this and 300,000 to first place. But it's going to get, I don't know, 80 to 90, somewhere somewhere between 80 and 90,000, uh, I would guess, is what we get in here. So you're going to get some really nice overlay. Uh, it's a great tournament to hop into if you are looking for, like Rob said, you max Best Ball Mania or you're just done with Underdog. You've been drafting that all summer. DraftKings, maybe you're done with the Millie Maker. You're not interested in some of their other tournaments. I really would highly recommend this. Their $3 is also still open, but getting that, that one's definitely going to fill. And then they have a $250 high roller, uh, which, of course, Rob, myself, and uh, Hacker all ended up in the same draft. Not yesterday. on purpose. <laughs> yeah, literally, <laughs> literally not on, not on purpose yesterday. But that's also really nice because it is, of course, drafters cumulative scoring format. So no playoffs, no nothing, no advancing, none of that. But it's only 216 people and it is $15,000 to first place. So for $250, you can win two or you can win 15 grand and you only have to beat 215 people over the course of 17 weeks. So I'm going to get at least one more into there. Hopefully maybe stream one of the high rollers, but um, so check those tournaments out on top of that. If you have not noticed already this weekend, uh, drafters is constantly running promos and free ticket giveaways and bonuses um, this weekend, which still is alive today. If you are drafting or have not drafted, now is a great day to start. You see over here on uh, the feed, long weekend flash bonus special. For every five uh, of the $20 NFL Best Ball Championship teams you draft, you'll get a free one. So I've been trying to get to the you – can, you can draft as many as 25 from Friday to today, and you can get five free tickets. So if you can somehow stomach 25 drafts today and you haven't started, you'll get five free ones. But for every five you draft, you can get a free ticket. And I'm try, I've been trying to get to that 25 number since Friday. I actually don't know where I am, but I think I'm getting pretty close. Uh, and so you can uh, get even more free stuff. Right from drafters. Oh, there's going to be overlay. You're getting free tickets. And if you have not signed up in the upper right hand corner of your screen, you see a 100% deposit bonus if you use promo code spike. So go to drafters, put spike when you sign up or when you deposit into the promo code section, and you'll get you. So you put 100 bucks in there, you get a free $100. Take that $100, do those five drafts. You're going to get another free, another free $20. And the next thing you know, you just have so much extra free money. That is the gloriousness that is. Uh, drafters and NFL best ball right now. So um, I just, yeah, they're, they're doing it right. DraftKings not doing it right. I don't know what DraftKings is doing. I feel like there's fuck is that (laughs) that is the worst thing I've ever seen. They got what they're doing. Yes. They got a monkey somewhere that comes up with their uh, promos. So disappointed. Yeah, I know, but um, we won't get into, to, to DraftKings here, but um yeah. Okay. I know people want to get in, and I know Jeremy's. Uh, we were gonna do it behind the scenes, Rob, but just go ahead and let's hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Too we late. gotta wait for already... the next one. Okay, I didn't join yet. Don't join because it's ten out of twelve. We're not gonna oh, get it. Jeremy said it was four out of twelve. No. All right. It's ten out of twelve. Okay. Well, we're gonna wait for to two randoms who are not watching this stream to join, <laughs> and then we'll get the next one, and we can have a full Jeremy. We'll get a full friends and family draft in the next one. Yeah, because otherwise it would be me and one and you and another. And all right, it looks like it's fresh now. Let's go do it. All right, perfect. The whole point was it. What the? Let me refresh. Have you joined? No. Tell me one. Mine still says 10 out of 12. Does yours say? Uh... Mine says 2 out of 12. All right, well, click and pray. <laughs> We'll see if we're in the Needs same one or not. Seven, seven? more. Okay. More. okay. Okay. We're good. We're good. All right. The, 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 they're filling so fast. It's not, I love the fact that you can just quickly and easily see how many people are in there. It's an awesome feature. They have so many really like low key, really good features on spike or on spike Week, right. on drafters. I say drafters and spike week so much in the same sentence. I'm confusing them, but uh, two things they do the, 
as a person who drafts, like while he's walking the dogs or while he's cooking dinner or all that kind of stuff, they send out the notification when you're on deck in your draft, which is absolutely incredible. You get like, you know, you're definitely a, it's also always on time. Like the, the, like their notification system is really on it. There's DraftKings. You might get the notification when there's four seconds left when you're, you're on the clock. Drafters is the best there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's crucial for for you know us sickos drafting. But then like low key, the little things like I just click here and I can see how many people are in that room is amazing. Like I know what you know throughout the course of the summer, I'm trying to get some drafters in, but if it's zero out of twelve, honestly. I'm not going to be that first guy that pulls that trigger, but it's eight out of 12, nine out of 12. I'm like, this is the perfect time to get that drafters one in there. So I know that other sites have kind of have that, but it's not as quick and easy to see in my opinion, as it is on drafters. And as you can see up top on Eric's screen, we are both in slow draft hell right now. (laughs) I just counted as we were doing some of the housekeeping. I have 35 slow drafts left and, we were talking a little bit beforehand how both of us, it's we make worse teams slow drafting, and you would think that you would make better teams. But I just, I think I said it on stream yesterday. The way I equate it is it's like, of course. I'm see, I, 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 uh, oh, I thought I was just showing a slide. I thought I was uh, at the end of this draft somewhere. I pulled up while we're waiting for this to fill, it's just filled. Um, but I wanted to see if this was one of my terrible teams. Uh, I was hoping that it would be because I'm on the clock and it would be one of those, as Rob said, where I'm just like, I'm so tired of this. And oh, shit, I drafted Jonathan Taylor or oh, shit, I drafted Jerry Judy. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so done with this. I'm so done with this team. Um, I think the way I equated it was like because you're almost like telling a story when you're drafting a best ball team. So like imagine trying to tell a story. And every two sentences, you stopped and waited for 16 hours. Yeah, I knew this was going to happen. Like, this is <laughs> this is just, this is how every draft with me and Eric goes. Every single draft. Even I better that, I, even, even, yeah, even, even better that you did get a top five pick, which is, which is great, but you're still behind yeah. me. It's Always. It just doesn't stop. It's just. Just so fucking miserable. And then Hacker gets in the 250 yesterday. First bullet gets gets the 101. 101, yep. I haven't had a 101 or a 102 with any high stakes things this year. I just want a Jamar Chase teams in a high stakes thing. This is uh this is like Festivus right now. This is where we come and air our best ball grievances. For That's a, I, I hope people haven't been looking for like really positive content over the next four days. Because it's just, it's just it's just gonna be well. Rob's got 3% Jamar Chase. Fuck this whole <laughs> NFL season. Yeah. So, yeah. And the one and the five spot isn't even as good as it used to be because fucking Cups Cooper Cups hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the top five was amazing. And now, it, the top five is still okay. Um, I, it, it has got me. I, that is, we should talk about that super quickly before the draft starts. I was not really taking Travis Kelsey. Um, because he was very clearly the sixth for me. And a lot of people would take him before six. So I would get Tyreek. I would get Cooper cup very rarely Christian McCaffrey or whatever. Right. When people would reach for Travis Kelsey. I, it's not that I dislike Travis Kelsey. I mean, I, I dislike very old players who, you know, uh, can be fragile and, and I love tight ends, but you know, I, I love the elite tight ends, but I can get elite tight ends later as well. Blah, blah, blah. But all this has done for this last week, it kind of feels like a little bit of a blessing where I really wasn't drafting Travis Kelsey. Now I'm going to get a handful more Travis Kelsey teams because I'm not drafting Cooper Cup. I'm not going to draft Cooper Cup fifth overall anymore. I'm just going to take Travis Kelsey and be like, ah, these are this is going to be my Travis Kelsey time when I get the 105 or 106 and he's still there. Um, and I'm totally fine with that. I think I might get I might have some fun with this draft. We might. We might move some people around the board a little bit. Tyree Kill, easy game. Boy, Tyree, what could possibly go wrong with the amount of Tyree Kill that I have? Um, <laughs> uh, it's a ton, and he's one of the guys that sometimes falls a little bit to five or six or something. And uh, the guy who can't go on a deep sea fishing expedition without like beating the shit out of somebody and berating them, you know, uh, this poor, <laughs> this poor, this poor tour guide or whatever, you know, gets berated by Tyree Kill, and he's got all these. 
historical issues. He's already coming out saying, yeah, I only want to play a couple more years. Like what could possibly go wrong having like 50? He's not, that guy? <laughs> not playing. Uh, he's not going to sign another contract. This was the yep. shit I was worried about in the beginning of the season. When you start saying that you're not going to like you're playing out your contract and you're retiring and stuff like that, that shit worries me. I was already worried about Tyreek. I, I overcame it and was drafting him. I was worried about Cooper Cup. He's older than like what we like and everything, yep. and that we're seeing those issues. And I was like, well, I can't fade everybody. As yeah. much as I you do, want have, to. you do have to draft someone in the first round, believe <laughs> as, it or not. As much know? as I want to fade everybody, I can't fade everybody. This isn't um, a keeper league. You can't keep <laughs> your, your, your first round pick from last year. You got to yeah. take one of these guys. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I ended up starting to take them. I didn't go crazy with them, and I was sliding. Um, AJ Brown and Amon Ra up the board a bit here yeah. and there. Amon Ra is a really more. good one. Yeah, Amon Ra is a really good one. I think he also made a lot of sense as a guy who would steam up, so you could get some really fun combinations with him if you were playing around with when you were drafting him. Um, I will say I, I, I'm not really actually worried about Tyreek Hill. Um, right. I, I get you know any like I'm I'm the one that brought up. But I mean, he's a crazy person. So like, it, yeah. it, uh, he, he's not a sane human being. So there's always like a, a small risk about that. But I'm not worried about him for fantasy. I am, however, worried about Cooper Cup. So why dad's uh, question, what are you guys doing with the cup thing? I've seen him fall to the fourth round. I think I would probably pull the trigger in the fourth. I think I probably pull the round. So I'm, I'm not really um, drafting him even in the second round. But you nowadays you get to the third round and you get past like, you know, Olave and Waddle and those guys and you get into DK Metcalf and Keenan Allen and I hate all the running backs that are there and it's just like elite quarterback or Mark Andrews or something like that. Like, like I'm very, very worried about Cooper Cup, like very worried, not just about him playing, you know, the first couple of weeks, but like what what does this look like now with the Rams probably being really, really, really bad uh, with him, but. Once we get into it's kind of like the JT thing. We threw JT back into like the 90s, but we plopped him into a spot where like, okay, he's after a huge tier break. Let's put him in this big tier break. And that's kind of how I feel with Cooper Cups, so like maybe early third round, something like that. I know, mm -hmm. I know maybe that's crazy, but um, I'm pretty worried. Yeah, I, I would grab him third round. I haven't seen him drop like that. I've heard people like mention this. It feels like a unicorn. It's like, where are you guys seeing these drops? See, he, he still goes in the late first in every draft I'm in. Same. So... I would grab him third round, and I don't even want to grab him, but yeah, I would grab him. Yeah, I, I don't want him, him but in, like third round, God forbid, the fourth round, absolutely. I'll just like take it and pray. You know, if he's back week two, who gives a shit? <laughs> you know, who gives a shit? You just need the Rams to win a few games. Mm -hmm. That's that's all. I've I've been struggling like as much as I joke about it. Something I've been struggling with like the last two weeks is when I do get a one on one, building teams that I like out of it because like you love Jefferson. And I'm trying to – it just feels like you get, like, cornered into the same teams almost. Yep. And that's something that I was struggling with. I built, like, the worst one-on-one team earlier today trying to do something a little bit different. And I just looked at it. I'm like, this team sucks. I hate this team. <laughs> it's probably going to be the winner because I hate it so much. You know how that goes. But, um, yeah, that's – so the one-on-one, the one-on-two, when you do get them trying to – Trying to do anything with them, it, it just seems hard. And you well, always it, see Hertz go at the one on one. Hertz, Hertz always goes to the one on one team, and they obviously don't have AJ Brown, and they don't typically even always have Devonta Smith. It's just it's because the two three turn is dried up. Um, <clears throat> I'm doing some Andrews, uh, Lamar mm -hmm. stacks I've with Jefferson. That. I already did that uh, a handful of times, so I'm not trying to overdo it. I don't want to have like 15 uh, Lamar Andrews. I don't want I don't want all my Jefferson teams to be like that. Metcalf, nice. Um, I'm doing, yeah, I'm, I'm mixing and matching with some of these wide receivers around there, like pull Metcalf and Keenan up. Um, little, just, you know, pull Debo and Keenan up, whatever. Just mm -hmm. like, because like you said, I used to love every single, you know, in June, every single, like we had infinite options, like Pollard went back there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we had, it was a very different time. Uh, now I think it has changed quite a bit. And I don't actually love the two, three turn. Um, and so to that point, I, um, we got to dig a little deeper into the bag around the turn actually uh, than we used to. I don't hate the middle of the, the draft anymore, 
but then we have the the problems with uh, the first round, which doing things like you're doing, like let's just freaking pull up the early second rounder into the middle of the first. Now you get this super unique Tony Pot and like I, I don't see what's wrong with Tony. Like it's kind of surprising to me that Tony Pollard is a, a, a late second or an early second round pick and not a first round pick. You know, there's just so like we've reached this kind of funky point of the draft season where I think it's okay. Like just because you you are like you know. Uh, your brain is warped from how drafts have been all summer. I think it's okay to like take a step back and step outside that box. Like now's probably the time to do it. I, I ain't like, we'll get to this later. I'm sure I'll get sniped on it, which maybe it'll be okay. I'm like reaching on my late round running backs. Like all these guys have 190, 200, 220, ADPs. I don't give a shit. I'll take them at 180, 175, whatever. Like just give me those guys that I'm trying to get exposure to. We got three days. You have three days to get to get exposed. Do you want to draft this guy or do you not want to draft this guy? Right. right. Like, do you want to play the AD game, ADP game and get somebody you don't want? Or do you want to get the guys that you want? Like, you know, at a totally negligible difference in terms of, uh, you know, the, their actual draft capital. Yeah. The, the last few drafts I've just been, you know, still structurally sound teams as much as possible, but right. While getting the people that I want to get and just being like, I have five drafts left and I'm going to, I'm just going to pound these guys into my lineups as long as it makes enough sense. Have you been struggling in the back end of drafts with running backs the last week? Feels like there's just been a, I don't know when you get to the one seventies, maybe it is where you just, the running backs are just gone and then you're just, you're in complete flyer zone. And I just don't feel like we had that all season until the last week or so. Yeah, well, on one hand, I do feel good because we definitely, us here and other sharper folks in the industry, definitely nailed the the like cream of the crop in those mid to late round running backs, right? Jalen mm-hmm. Warren shot way up. Tank Bigsby shot way up. Um, Ty J. Spears shot way up, right? Damian Harris is on his way back up uh, after the, the plummet, right? Penny did the same thing, fell way down, and now he's on his way back up after the plummet. And... Uh, Brees, who I just took, is on his way back up after the plummet, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what that has created, yeah, is kind of like it's almost like the Roshan line now. Like we have the Bateman line at wide receiver, where it's like after Rashad Bateman, I fucking hate every single <laughs> wide receiver. Uh, at running back, it's kind of like Tajay and Roshan are like in the 150s or so, maybe 160, depending upon the site. I, I think they go in uh, around 160 here on drafters. And like once they're gone, it's like, this is actually what I've been doing to answer this question that you're, I'm just pulling up. Like, I don't give a shit, dude. Give me Deion Jackson and Evan Hall. Give me, give me Kyron Williams. Give me uh Chuba has really fallen. So I've been mixing some Chuba in uh, one second. This Hawkinson fall is kind of interesting. Yeah. Cause I don't have a lot of Hawkinson. I, I, I had, I was taking him like never. And now yeah. I'm starting to get a little bit more. Cause uh, I think people are a little, concerned i also really love this i I like late round tight end on drafters because i think there's a lot of really good ones um but it's gotten tougher right Mm -hmm. with the 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 price increase on ferguson and juan and you know chig and all those guys going like the 140s to 160 as opposed to like and musgrave as opposed to being able to get those guys in the 18th round i feel like it's pushed me to a little bit more elite tight end um too and hawk has been a guy for sure. Um, but yeah, anyway, to answer the running back thing, I've just been pulling up those guys. Pull up Josh Kelly. Pull up pull up Kyron. Pull up the Colts guy. I mean, the Colts guys are just smashes to me on drafters. Absolute stone cold smashes. Dion, whichever you prefer. I've been drafting both. I'm, been, I'm actually trying to get Dion and, and Hall on teams because they're so cheap. Um, taking those guys, like I said, Josh Kelly. Getting back into the Bengals. Running backs. I've been taking Travion Williams. He's got he's back at practice and saying he's he's 100 healthy. He's super he's super free because he got hurt. Um, just stuff like that. Keontae Ingram, yeah, yeah. you know, just just Love cycling Keontae through. Ingram. He's getting yeah. pulled up some too. So he's gotta... starting to get pulled up too. It's all the names are getting pulled up now. You know, because yeah. we know now everybody knows. It's like we were taking shots on Evan Hall and Keontae and Josh Kelly and stuff before it was for sure that they were you know the backups. Now everyone knows that they're the backups and there's not a lot of guys back there. So um, I think Travion would be the guy that I'm most and justice Hill would be the guys that I'm drafting the most, like in the 19th round or whatever, just because. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. The the Colts thing, I'm grabbing Evan Hall. I haven't grabbed a lot of Deion Jackson. I'm still sprinkling in Kareem Hunt for that role because I believe that the Colts will probably bring him in week two because they don't want to guarantee his contract, especially with the ambiguity of the the um whole situation with Jonathan Taylor. So I'm guessing they're going to wait till week two, bring him in. If he's something, they keep him on the team. There's no other offers coming in for him right now. So they don't have to rush to get him or anything like that. So that's kind of what I think is going to happen there. But, you know, that's obviously projecting completely. I think it's very possible. I think um, I would say Zach Moss will be back. And it does strike me that the 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 Colts are not a normal team. <laughs> they, they are not this. They're not a normal like sane team like what we would expect. You know, I really don't have as you see over here, four percent Madison, but he he's a nice little fit on this team actually. Um, so I like this. I know I have Hawk in Madison, but um, I probably need to get a little more <laughs> Madison in my last twenty five drafts or so on on drafters. But my, my take actually is I would not be surprised if Kareem Hunt signed with the Colts. I think Kareem Hunt probably would rather wait out a potential injury some on a, a good team. Where he can um, stay. Yeah. 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 And like or like like think about the Chiefs. Like something happens to Pacheco. Kareem Hunt also yeah. has a history there. It's like would he rather get a little less money but wait out I mean, you can make it in bonuses and incentives if they make the Super Bowl or whatever. He can make back that money, wait out a spot on the Chiefs, or right, Damian Harris goes down again, and it's like, would you rather go play for the Bills or would you rather go play, go be a committee back on the worst team in the NFL <laughs> with the with the you know, give or take the worst team, them and the Cardinals, the Colts. I, yeah. I kind of feel like the Colts will just ride it out with Dion Hall and Zach Moss. Um, but it's that's like I don't know 60 40 75 70 30 would be my kind of assessment of that probably uh, as we're making our next two picks I have seen someone brought it up in the chat I'll look at it in a second because I'm looking at my draft board but it's the Kyle Pitts thing it's Alex in yeah, the yeah, chat yeah. said what are our thoughts on the reports Pitts finishes fourth in targets I haven't read the report fully I saw people kind uh, of bring it up Levitan posted Twitter. it yeah Levitan posted it uh, I mean, to who is like my question. It's like, to who, what is this report? Drake? Sure. I think Drake London will probably out target him. If, if you're going to say that. Yes. And yeah, of but course. Th that was always the expectation, <laughs> but who else is who Dude, else? Matt Collins is not out targeting Kyle Pitts. I'm sorry to tell you. I don't even know who the next guy up on the wide receiver list is for Atlanta. And I'm, that probably says more about me as a fantasy analyst than, than anything else, but that's the fucking point. You, you have to like you can say it would have been totally reasonable to say actually the start of the quote was basically saying they're using Kyle Pitts in some ways that are going to be really good for the offense move him around a little bit but it may not actually lead to more targets for him because he is such a polarizing weapon he can stretch the defense as a tight end he can do different things now I'm, I'm really expanding upon like my interpretation of the beginning of the quote but basically just saying as Kyle Pitts goes off the board that's hilarious uh also uh the username Triple B is the person who just took Kyle Pitts. So you see there uh, out of the uh, uh, 110, that is my father's uh, business name. It's literally called Triple B is uh, right. my father's business. So I'm wondering if if my dad is out here smashing drafters, drafts, uh, and I'm totally unaware of this. Uh, that would be truly hilarious. And this is a little bit of a boomer team. We're going to have to text. My dad's name is Steve. We're going to have to text Steve and see what's going on. If he's smashing some drafters, drafts, promo code spike. But um, it's not, I mean, it was nonsense. It was a, it was an ESPN article from a mm -hmm. beat reporter who's basically saying they're going to use Kyle Pitts in some unique ways, which may not actually lead to more targets, which is like fine. That's a fine assessment, but that like, like do the math. Like, I'm not trying to be a spreadsheet, bro. But, like, you show me <laughs> where the fuck the targets are going if they're not going to Kyle Pitts. If he's fourth, if he's fourth in targets on that team, who, I can't conceive of where they could else possibly go. I mean, Drake London's going to have 250 targets. Yeah. Like, it, that sounds absurd. But, like, seriously, that's the only other alternative because these other guys – like, and I draft some Mac Collins, Mac Collins. So maybe this means Mac gets a few more targets than we think. 
Matt Collins, Scott, Scotty Miller, Kadero Hodge, yeah. Josh Kader- Ali. Yeah, but like, like this is come on. Scotty Miller's not getting more targets than fucking Kyle Pitts. Like, stop it. It's being ridiculous. It's just silly. The you know, and Cordero Patterson's gonna have the hardest time of his life getting on the field. I mean, I'm sure they'll He's carve hurt. out some sort of role for him at some point, but they're gonna have Algier on the field. They're clearly gonna have Bijan on the field. Like, I, I just it was one of those reports that as soon as I saw it, I rolled my eyes. I'm just like, I don't, I don't really want to dive into this too much because I think it's probably garbage. Fucking nonsense. A hundred percent. I totally agree. Um, it's, I think it, what sucks is it actually was probably a decent report or assessment from the beat. I, I assume it's a beat writer. I didn't look into it. If it's just like a fantasy bro, then throw this whole conversation in the garbage. But um, I assume it's like a beat in it's it's one of those where it's like that's a totally fine assessment to be like actually there's they're using pits in some kind of unique ways and to describe that is like fine and totally reasonable but then to make this totally outlandish statement to be like I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Pitts is fourth on the Falcons and targets like get the fuck out of here you just ruined the whole like you might have had good insight and yeah and you're like what is this guy Kadero Hodges fucking brother like <laughs> what are you what are you saying? You know, that's that's like, don't be surprised if Travis Kelsey's third on the Chiefs and targets. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's not happening. Like, MBS is not beating Travis Kelsey in targets. Like, right. that's the kind of thing that he, he's saying, right? Like, oh, don't be surprised if Mark Andrews is fourth on the Ravens and targets. Like, buddy, Odell Beckham is not out targeting Mark Andrews. I hate to tell you, you know, it's just, just, oh, that, that, you just discredit those ones. It is what you, it you is. You just, you have to. It's, I don't know. It just, it just was like, I didn't feel like worth looking into is what I will say. Well, think about it's like the Eagles guy who said, who's apparently obsessed with Trey Sermon, who said Trey Sermon was going to make Rashad Penny get cut. And it's like, he's this dude is at the practices. This dude's watching, like watching these, you know, watching the preseason, watching all this stuff. And he report his job is to report on the team. And he could not be more wrong. (laughs) Like literally could not be, yeah. he was wrong the whole time. He ended up being wrong. And that dude in particular still won't take his fucking L shocker. Trace Armory did not get claimed off waivers, even though he was like, I wonder which team runs to claim Trace Sermon off of waivers. Shocker. Nobody like sometimes these guys get it wrong too, even though that they're reporting on the team. It's like, we have to use our brain a little bit on some of these and just be like, no, I think Kyle Pitts is going to be all right. I'm not saying Kyle Pitts is going to smash. There's tons of risk with Kyle Pitts. We've seen it for two years. But that report in particular is a great example of things. The, the train has has run away from us <laughs> if, if, we're, if we're taking it that far. I just want to notate that I'm quietly having the best draft of my life right now. All right, so. let's run it. Let's let's run it down. Let's see. Rob out of the 105 got a little funky, which I like this actually with Tony Pollard, Devonta Smith, Keenan Allen, Drake London, stacked Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert. You're the fucker that took Dobbins. Uh, I wasn't paying that close of attention. And then the fucker after me took JSN. So I'm really uh, have to hold my L on <laughs> my two flag plants getting sniped from me. Uh, but anyway, stacked Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert. J.K. Dobbins as RB2. That's pretty nice. Brought in some more chargers with QJ uh, to go with Herbert. Then Kadarius Tony and Khalil Herbert as RB3. Pretty fucking good. Uh, I'll run down mine really quickly because we're both uh, Rob's about to be back on the clock. I took Tyree Kill at the 104. Then Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Brees Hall, TJ Hawkinson, Alexander Madison, stacked Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, 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 I'm taking a little more Ridley because I want to get more Ridley Lawrence stacks. I didn't have enough of those. Uh, so I was happy to, to be able to get that here in this one. I'm pretty psyched about that. And then Rashad Bateman, David Mott. Montgomery. I like I, I like both of our team. I'm I'm pretty yeah. excited about this uh, draft, honestly. I'm excited about this pick right now. I don't like this. Hmm. I don't know what I want to do here. I know what I'm going to do here. I'm going to do. I'm going to do Gino. Gino Metcalf, Lawrence Ridley. I feel pretty good about Brees, Madison, Montgomery as a running back start. Got the elite tight end with Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I need a little more wide receiver juice. But, I mean, Tyree Kill, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Rashad Bateman. I'm not upset about that. And this way, I don't have to go crazy hunting running backs. This is very true. 
I think the beat writer is basically saying Matt Collins is a grown ass man because Matt Collins famously came uh-huh. out and said, anyone, who, anyone who you're like, don't eat. What, what, what was the quote, the Matt Collins uh, quote? It was something about basically no, like man eats uh, with utensils. You need to eat with your hands. All your meals should be eaten with your hands or whatever, which is like a fucking legendary type of quote. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm almost certain that that quote has been in my subconscious. And that's the reason why I have even like 5% Mac Hollins or whatever is because I'm like, oh my God, this dude is a fucking grown ass man. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, God, so I have two ways to play this. Really just hate this range. Really just do not like Definitely don't like Tyler Boyd, but this is what happens when you take all these uh, non-wide receivers before this spot. You got to take the gross wide receivers. Um, fuck. I have two ways I want to play this right now. I can talk through both of them after I make my pick. <laughs> I don't know why this got me. I why well, Dad says I don't like people to eat with utensils. To be honest with you, <laughs> I mean that clearly that's a, that's a sneaky anti-soup take. Yeah, is really is really what that is. It is. It is. We're gonna have to bring Matt Collins in to be a content <laughs> provider yes. at Spike Week when I he wonder retires. If he sponsorship. I wonder how much it would cost to sponsor Matt Matt Collins. <laughs> he just always, we, he just always eats with his hands. He has to do all our food challenges. <laughs> yeah, we hands. would never have to eat hot dogs ever again. <laughs> Mac will eat them. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, talk to me about Dak unstacked deck just didn't like anybody else or what were you thinking so i had two ways i was going to play this when i was just looking at the deck thing i have some options in the future with deck i have tony pollard which i do think is like a fine qb running back you're right not unstacked but not a wide receiver devon a chain was the other way i was going to play that spot right there um and just be done i'm only saying it because i don't think he's going back to me but and then just kind of almost be done at running back. I could still take a late flyer if I wanted to, but I'd have five RBs at that point and just kind of be done with the position that's starting to dry up earlier. But I think I want to go Dak. I think I like the combo of Dak with Herbert and not having to worry about a third quarterback rather than take some dart throws at running back is kind of the way I wanted to play it. And I take some Dak uh, even when I don't have CD. If you have Pollard, of course. But um, I think most Dak will be with CD. Um, or maybe even like naked Dak because people just feel like, oh, I got a fault. Like Dak is sneakily a little bit like Lawrence in the sense mm-hmm. that his main options go in front of him. And so he can fall sometimes because people don't have, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys guy doesn't want him. You know, if you have CD or Brandon Cooks or Pollard, you don't want him. <clears throat> and then nobody else wants to take him because they don't have any stacking options. He can fall a little bit sometimes, but I like to take him occasionally not like a ton handful of times over the course of my 150 but um and then backstack him with uh, either both Gallup and Ferguson or I really do like the Dak Ferguson stack as yeah, like a backdoor like and I think you're 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 set up for it real nice um you know with needing tight ends when I I I actively look for that sometimes when I am you know like I'm punting tight end be like well I know I'm going to need three late round tight ends and maybe I need my quarterback. I need a quarterback here. Take Dak. I know I'm going to take Ferguson, you know, at 150 or whatever. Um, I like that one quite a bit, actually. We almost got a chain back, but Kenneth ruined it. Classic Kenneth just coming in, <laughs> taking Devon a chain. Sam Howell going in the 12th round. Oh, baby. We have jumped the shark. <laughs> as the as the 50% the drafted uh, Sam Howell guy on Best Ball Mania, uh, that's, uh, that is – Ooh, that is rich. <laughs> I'll leave Gallup for you. Uh, Brees, I'm so glad man. I got my Howl exposure when I got my Howl exposure. Like Damn. I'm super overweight on him, but I've been watching him come up the boards and there's times where I still look to get him in like the, I don't know, 14th or 13th round and he's gone. And I'm just like, Oh, good thing we were drafting early for that particular dude um, situation. I'm, oh, I'm going to screenshot the, uh, ADP value of my Sam Howell in BBM teams. And let me tell you what, we're taking that shit to the bank and lend everybody like, Oh, I told you to draft Sam Howell. Look at all my closing line value. Like I, I'm not interested in talking about him if he sucks, uh, but I would like to talk about, 
I would I would like to talk about all my closing line value that I'm getting on Sam Howell because I was taking him in the 17th and 18th round of every draft in Best Ball Mania for months, <laughs> months and months. And now he goes, I mean, you just obviously said he just went at 139 uh, overall on drafters. And drafters is actually low-key the sharpest ADP, I think, mm-hmm. which is uh, that, that Howell ADP is the best indication of that, clearly. But like... I mean, he it, he's a he's goes in the one fifties, sometimes earlier. Like everybody got hipped to Sam Howell, and like I don't know if it will work, but I feel really good about laying my chips down on this eighteenth round pick, who's actually really like a thirteenth round pick. Yeah, and especially the way that I was drafting in the off season just throughout the year, where I was doing a ton of elite quarterback and do and stacking that with Howell. So I have a ton of Mahomes, Howell, Hurts, Howell, you name it, like from the exactly. top guys, I, and I love it. Like I am, I am in love with a lot of my quarterbacks for this upcoming year. I talked about it um, when I did uh, exposure. Uh, we did exposure review. Like my Howell, it just feels so good. Like even like it's almost I have fifty percent of a player, and if he fails, it's still really not that big of a deal. Which is like like that's the goal, and I think mm-hmm. that gets lost so much in best ball. We always talk about like small loss, big win type of type of stuff. And I know you know I've talked to Kareem tons of times over this summer. I've talked to plenty of people. I understand bench risk, and that's not necessarily a small loss, especially at quarterback. But when you build a team where Howell is either with Mahomes, Lamar, Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, right? It's like, okay, if he gets benched in week 12, I still got Lamar. (laughs) It's like that team is not dead, right? Like you're not dead. It's not ideal, but you're not dead. If you have Lamar or you have Mahomes with Sam Howell, it's fine. You probably yeah. weren't using Sam Howell's score ever. You're just hoping for a random spike when Mahomes only scores 18. Oh, uh, what on a the dickhead. On the that was that was brutal. <laughs> just to, we'll get to, we'll get to that in a second. But on the flip, on the, the other thing is like on the flip side, you could also punt. Like I have I have built it basically two ways. Howell, Ritter, Tannehill is my three. And it's like, do I really want to only have Ritter and Tannehill in the playoffs? Of course not. But I still got two quarterbacks. They're probably all stacked, right? It's like, uh, you know, and replace that with it. Replace it with Jordan Love or Kenny Pickett or whatever. Pick your flavor. CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. It's like you're. I, I, I got three of them. I'm not dead if that guy isn't a hit. But, like, it's like a free roll. Drafting this guy in the 18th round all summer, it just felt like a free roll. Uh, and, and with a major, major, huge win profile. And so – that's, those are the kind of players I seek out. If it loses, I, we're just gonna we're gonna run that shit back next year. Whoever is next year, same I'll, I'll be on that guy again, right? Same thing. I'll be on next year's Gabe Davis and next year's J.K. Dobbins. Like, I, I think that's how we should play this game. So I feel really good about Samuel. Hmm. Yeah. So what are we doing with uh, getting sniped on Ferg? Yeah, that sucks. It's a um, bad tight end run. It's a brutal tight end run for you. You should have just taken Ferguson, by the way. I almost did. I was so close. I thought there might be enough fodder to like get him back, but there's been a weird thing going on with Cole Komet that he's falling for some yeah, reason. He sucks. I mean, but still, like it, it's just it's happened in the last it's week. A plummet. It's a he's, he's plummeting. He's plummeting, and I I've been grabbing him just now because he's like he's all he's turning into the free tight end and it's like well he's gonna have right. some sort of role like right. i'm not i'm not saying i love cole commit but jesus like <laughs> i guess i'll take him like especially because i'm punting tight end so often i've taken fields a little bit to to capitalize on the commit slide like do fields elite quarterback punt tight yeah. end no you're gonna take three and mix him in with this range right the Take him and Ferguson and Juwan Johnson or whatever. Um, Cause you got, excuse me, you got your elite quarterback. Uh, maybe you take a couple of early running backs um, and you know, you're punting off tight end. So you're still probably going to be decent at wide receiver. Um, I don't, I, I, for whatever reason on drafters, I can't get her. I can't, I like Justin Fields in the playoff formats. Um, mm. I've struggled more with him and I don't, I'm not, I don't really have a reason for it. I've struggled to click fields more on drafters. 
I guess it's because I can tell myself the story of like, buddy, get he, he does have a high floor, but like get Justin Fields to the playoffs, right? And give me the hundred yard. Like he could like double bonus in yep. a playoff game on DraftKings and just like win everything for you. But I've struggled a little bit with him on on drafters. Yeah. And also, I think both of us started drafting on drafters a bit later. Yeah. So we, <clears throat> we didn't get the discount on fields as much as we got the discount on other players. Right. And I think that does weigh into your head just a little bit. Not always. Sometimes I don't care, but it's, you know, we're talking fifth to fourth round on fields. We're not talking 12th to, or, you know, like late, late round stuff here. We're talking early round stuff. And there's just a lot of really good Justin Fields teams out there probably. Yeah. So I'm still been building with fields like you said as well, but um, I can't take Cole Komet. I just can't do it on this team. <laughs> fields. I literally yesterday, I mean, I've drafted a lot of drafters teams over the course of this weekend. So um, <laughs> I can't just say like, Oh, this is the one team I drafted yesterday, but I did fields. And I, I draft a lot of fields with DJ Moore, of course, because I like, I like that upside bet, but I actually did a fields fell. Mm-hmm. to like the late fifth or something like that. Ooh. And I just scooped him. And then I back, I didn't, I didn't even like take Mooney. We went Comet and Tyler Scott in the 20th round. And there it was go. like, I'm going to talk about like a, like a Comet at the cheapest price. He's going to be all summer. So you're getting a great price on Comet. I got a great price on fields. And then I take the 20th round guy who is literally like going to be like 2%. <laughs> I'm going to have half the Tyler Scott teams in, <laughs> you know, in this whole, in this whole tournament. I felt like that was a fun way to approach it. They also mentioned um, under the radar. I don't imagine it's it's going to actually come to fruition, but mm-hmm. uh, reports of Darnell Mooney on the trade block and that they were potentially looking to trade him. Uh, I thought was I thought was uh, I think it's like most of those kind of reports bullshit, but I thought it was at least like mildly interesting, and it it at least is potentially a feather in the cap for Tyler Scott that like he's been getting nothing but training camp hype, but if they're willing to trade one of their starters, clearly that means they like him. Um, So yeah, probably nothing, but maybe not nothing, you know, certainly if it happens, my God, Tyler Scott is a smash um, if Mooney gets traded, but at least it's, I think a, a positive about how they view him as a player. Can, can we talk since we're just talking about the bears? I hate, the DJ Moore discourse that's going on in best ball right now. It honestly blows my mind. I, all I keep hearing from multiple like people is they can't draft. You can only draft DJ Moore with Justin Fields because they're inherently linked together. And my brain just goes to, <laughs> well, yeah, because every fucking wide receiver is linked to their quarterback in some way. Like his upside is always linked to what Justin Fields does. Just like, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster's upside is linked to Mac Jones. Like in terms of what he's going to do, Kadarius Tony is linked to yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's, right. it's... it just it blows my mind. Like I think you can easily draft DJ Moore without drafting Justin Fields. He's got fine standalone value. It just I don't know. It just felt like a talking point that's batshit crazy to me. Like, do I want to draft them together? Yeah, but you want to draft like of course all of them together with their, with their quarterbacks. I'm not making it a point that I only draft DJ more with, with Justin Fields. Like, come on, what are we doing? I would not do that. I actually think that's, um, I actually think that's probably bad. Um, probably. Are, I agree. It, it, and <laughs> the counter would be, if you believe that just don't fucking draft them. Like you yeah. can, like, like that. And that's fine. Like I'm not, I'm not saying like, I, I understand. I've talked to tons of people about the Fields DJ Moore thing. I understand the downside. I understand the negatives about DJ Moore and Fields and the Bears. Understand all of that. But if DJ Moore is DJ Moore and consolidates the targets, he can be like you don't have to like Justin Fields doesn't have to be the best quarterback pick in fantasy for Justin for DJ Moore to be a good pick. Like it's we really hyper focus on some things. I think sometimes in the, the fantasy slash best ball space. There we go. Uh, and it's like, yes, the ceiling outcomes for Justin Fields and DJ Moore are correlated just as the floor ones are. That's what happens with two wide range of outcomes players being on the same team. It does not mean, however, that every outcome is perfectly correlated. That's not how this game works, right? It's like, yes, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey 
if if Travis Kelsey keeps smashing, guess what? Patrick Mahomes is probably having a good year. That doesn't mean that I have to have Patrick Mahomes on my Travis Kelsey teams. Right. Like there's way, there's so much more nuance to this game that sometimes we get really hyper focused on like if I draft a Mike Williams, I have to draft Justin Herbert. Like the fuck you do? No, you like you absolutely do not. Like eh, Fields can have a great year. And still, you don't have to have fields on your DJ Moore teams, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, there's just so much nuance that I think we get really stuck in the, the, this is how this stack wins or whatever. This is how this player wins. So I have to do it this way. And I think sometimes we miss the forest for the trees. I agree. I, I just, it just kind of blows my mind sometimes. Like, okay. If uh, I just want to really quickly say, I'm drafting Matt Collins. There this it is. is I mean, uh, after all this conversation, <laughs> if I didn't draft Matt Collins on this team, I kind of need some wide receiver juice. And apparently he's going to out-target Kyle Pitts. So, you know, <laughs> uh, I feel like he's I, a good fit on this team. I hope you draft Scotty Miller next. I hope we yeah. just get the whole... Daryl Hodge, welcome to the team. <laughs> if, if I were that beat writer, I'm assuming he's allowed to play best ball. If you believe that... Get your ass on these sites and draft all those other Falcons because that is, if you're right, that is a huge draft Drake London and every other Falcon besides Cal Pitts because that is a huge edge. We should, we should do next year, we should do a weekly reports draft. We'll do it like a friends and family draft where we just sit here and we draft based off of all the reports. So we got like Trey Sermon, fucking yeah. Daryl Hodge on a team. Like just have these teams like, the, like and we'll just label them too right we'll do it on underdog so we can label them like camp report one and we just look through and then we can just go through at the end of the, before the season even begins and then after the season and look at the camp report teams and <laughs> it will show you yes. why you need to take great... literally everything with a with a grain of salt if i didn't care about winning money that'd be the greatest bit of all time because we do it, we is... do it with three dollar like, yeah that's a good idea we'll do some we'll do some one dollar sit and goes or whatever (laughs) and uh, draft literally the worst teams of all time just to prove this point that like spoiler alert trey sermon was never a good pick and he was never going to make this team you fucking idiots like stop (laughs) with the camp hype stuff it's total nonsense yeah i i I think those teams would be a lot of fun to look at that's a good that's a good yeah it really would be fun because it's a way to it's so hard to keep track of I mean, we talked about this over the course of the summer, the amount of videos and tweets and it's impossible for any singular human to keep up with. So you're never going to keep up with like, remember it. Like the the next four months are going to be complete and utter chaos, right? In the NFL guys are going to get hurt. Shit's going to happen. We don't expect. So to be able to remember, you know, the OTA hype on every player is like basically impossible, but keeping a log of it somehow. Yeah. Like with teams would be like, I drafted off all the camp hype on all of these $1 sit and goes and they all got fucking last. <laughs> yeah. They have the lowest point total we've ever seen <laughs> in a best ball draft is what would happen. We could even do it monthly. I'm like just thinking of different ways because I'm correlating this to hometown ghost stories. I go and I find like haunted headlines from like the past and I put them in like a folder. We could put all the camp hype in a folder and do a July camp hype thing. I like and it. just draft all the July camp hype things. This is how my brain works. So um, brains are broken. Just own it and move <laughs> on. Felix brings up a good point. The have to is the silly conversation. Yeah, and th- I agree. this is the crux. That's the crux of the whole thing, right? Is like yep. it's not that the actual idea behind it is bad. Like I actually do draft most of my Justin Fields is with DJ Moore. I'm not arguing the sentiment around there's their 99% 99th percentile outcomes correlated together is a fucking home run and a smash. And so I want them together, but it's just the, you have to do this. You never have to do anything <laughs> in basketball. You don't even the shit that we say like, Oh, you should do this or you shouldn't do this. There's nothing that is have to, or, or, you know, can't or any of that. All of that discourse is the problem. So I agree. I agree completely. I just, it, it just, I heard it multiple places and I was just like, dude, what are we doing? What are we doing? What is, what is Eric going to do here? That is a great question. We are into no man's land. So we are going to probably take a wide receiver. Where is he? There we go. 
I'm trying to can I so I drafted Kendrick Bourne on drafters in particular. I'm trying to take a little bit more Kendrick Bourne. Dude, I have been too. <laughs> it makes me fucking sick to my stomach. Same, but, same. But I feel like he was a miss for me over the the last couple of months, where I was just like Kendrick Bourne, really, like like really, you're gonna draft Kendrick Bourne? What is the point? But I'm like the as the summer has gone on. And then, like in particular, that what last week or whatever, we get the report that they had a bunch of trade offers for Kendrick Bourne, and they told everybody to f off, and they were like, "We're no, he's too important to us." That feels to me like I'm getting a starting wide receiver in two wide sets on a team who has zero target competition and is probably going to be playing from behind a lot, and I'm getting him in the 19th, 18th, 19th, 20th round. It feels pretty good. So I've been sadly, and like it pains me every time I do it, but I do. I do like Kendrick Bourne, especially on drafters um, where, you know, just having those decent weeks can be super helpful. He's also been able to allow me to set up some third QB stacks with, with, um, with Mac, Mac Jones, if mm-hmm. I need him. So like, that's mm-hmm. been the other reason I've been drafting. Kendrick that's a great, Bourne. yep. You can, we always talked about how the backdoor stacks were great for the Patriots. We just thought it was Taekwondo. And it turns out it's actually Kendrick. It's Mac, Hunter Henry, and Kendrick Bourne. You might get the wide receiver one, tight end one, and quarterback on a stack in the the like an underdog 16th, 17th, 18th round, and on here even later, probably. You can get the whole team stack. You can get Hunter Henry, you know, Bourne, Mac Jones, like round 17, 18, 19. Like in general, if you just want to do the yeah, whole Patriot stack. It's crazy. Which I've done a few times. Actually, and I mean, they suck. We all think they're going to suck. I don't like Mac Jones. I don't like any of these guys, but like it isn't NFL offense. (laughs) Like, like that, you know, like if you gave me all of the Colts in the last round, like I think they're going to suck, but I'll take them in the, uh, you know, in the 16th, 17th, 18th. It's different. It's a very different situation. The Patriots are completely and utterly free. The only, it's just the running backs. People like the running backs. And it's like, I don't know on a bad team. Are the running backs the most valuable resource here? Or we want the, you know, if they're going to throw it 35, 40 times a week, you know, I, I don't think that that's their plan to throw no, it that much. Not their but, plan. <laughs> but guess what? You don't get to plan around that when you're playing the Bills and the Dolphins and the Jets. Like it just may happen. And all the wide receivers are free. And Juju's the worst one. And he's only going to play in the slot. Like we got the outside, we got the two starting outside wide receivers and the tight end who are going to play every snap in the last three rounds. Seems silly. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of Patriots, which, you know. Good for you. It's good for you in uh, Patriots country. No, it's not. I, I don't. I want them to blow this team up, so I want them to suck, but not for my best ball shares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think Bill is oh. going to get fired or retire or get fired? They will never fire him. They'll but never fire think, him. Do you think he'll walk away when they, because they're going to, it's not going to go well this year. Um, I don't, I thought he was going to walk away soon and now. I think he's so stubborn that he won't is kind of the there's problem. N- there's not even any light at the end of the tunnel. There's like none. Team. There's none. It, like, it needs to be blown up, like you said, and start over. It's the worst. Like, it is the <laughs> le- legit worst. Um, it's the situation I dreaded. Like, it was what I did not want to see happen. Right? Like, it's the, mm-hmm. no one wants to see their team um, in complete purgatory. And they've put themselves in purgatory. They're in like worse no reason because they're not even competitive. Usually the purgatory team is like, ah, maybe they can sneak in the playoffs. That's my I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan in baseball, right? They're they they have they they actually are the, the Patriots now. The the team that has been winning constantly. One second, I want to find my new flavor. Here we go. Uh I've been drafting some AT Perry um in the last round. And uh, I feel like it's he's got outs to being the third wide receiver for the saints over Rashid Shahid. Like I was drafting a bunch of Rashid Shahid and I do like him too, especially mm-hmm. with the the plummet, but it's like Rashid Shahid has to be the exact profile of the guy who gets replaced <laughs> the next year is like, they had no one at wide receiver and he earned his way onto there because he was like an explosive return man. And it's like, now they got this, this rookie who made the team flashed in preseason flashing camp. Like, is a big body. He's a, he's actually like an actual NFL wide receiver size. Um, I could see him coming on. 
uh, down the stretch. But anyway, Patriots, like I said, are just very much like my St. Louis Cardinals. They've been trying to continue to compete without really going all in to, to compete, but never going all out. And then eventually the rubber meets the road and all of your guys get old and you're not very good anymore. And now the Cardinals are one of the worst teams in baseball. And frankly, the Patriots are going to be one of the worst teams in football this year. And so that's like, what do you do? I would, I, I would send Bill Packin and I would totally trade everybody away. That's what I would do if I were the, running the Patriots. It's uncomfortable, but it is what it is. What are you going to do? Win five games a year for the next four years? But we don't even know what Bill's contract. So like, this is a whole nother conversation because he's not part of the, um, it's why you never saw Bill Belichick in Madden games because he's not part of the union, like the coaches union or whatever it is. So we don't know what his contract is. We don't know how that dude could be making more money than anyone's ever made coaching. We have no idea Probably what is. he's making. <laughs> I would assume he is right. Like you would assume so. So a, why would he step aside? B is probably ironclad and B C C D E F G Patriots are never going to get rid of. Although sentiment has turned around here. He's typically like a living legend within the team. But getting rid of Brady too early really did tarnish the legacy a little bit. Yeah, that that is for sure. Um, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm actually very interested to see how it turns out with the Patriots this year. A um, couple of quick questions. I don't know. I, I, it looks like Rob uh, uh, froze up on me, so I'll hit some of your questions that you guys have here. This is a good one from Artie was a star in college i would say i hope so most guys should be very good in college um if they're nfl football players but i do agree that i think kendrick Bourne's a little bit underrated um i think he's a little bit underrated based on uh what he kind of popped up with the fort right stuck around with the 49ers he popped up for a huge game last year i think he's uh maybe a little bit underrated i i underrated him that, that was the whole point. Is I, I was very much wrong. I underrated him. He's almost, it was almost like he was the Samaj AP Ryan and um, uh, Taekwon was Chris Evans. That, that's, that, that's what it felt. I, I screwed that up again, but just at the wide receiver position. Uh, I wanted the young guy to be the thing, and the, trust, the trusted veteran was the thing. Um, let's see. Brian asks, is it too much to take Bijan, London, Pitts, Algier, and Ritter? Uh, yeah. Um, for me, I would not take all of them together. I think, uh, I, A, I would not take Algier and Bijan together personally. I think um, handcuffing type stuff is up in the air in terms of whether we should do it, but it's very much for me case by case. But I'm not handcuffing my first round running back. Um, certainly not in best ball. And then with Ritter, I don't hate him with Bijan, but I, I don't want Ritter, Bijan, London, and Pitts. I think two out of the three of the skill guys is where I would land because they are going to be run heavy. And I think it's very tough for all of the skill guys to really be like the nuts. Now, you, you don't need that, but I, I just think spreading yourself a smidge too thin, right? Like Ritter can have a great season. Bijan can have a great season, but can Ritter prop up both London and Pitts if Bijan is a first-round pick that you want to have? I don't know. I have taken Ritter, London, Pitts, Algier. Um, so to counter that, basically I'm saying I would not all of them, but there's there's you know some combinations that you can do with uh, two or three of those guys. Jeremy, we did talk about JT on a show last week but I'll just hit it super quickly. Where are you taking him now that he's on pup? I have him ranked in the nineties. Um, it, it, he's around uh, how we classified it is he, he's in, we drop him into a tier break after some running backs that we really like. And he is kind of in like the Brian Robinson tier is where I would put him. So wherever you kind of like Brian Robinson and AJ Dillon and Antonio Gibson, those guys is kind of where I put JT. Now, obviously, he has a ton of upside, but the risk is uh, about as big as it gets. Gets, speaking of, Gets says, rate my team. What's your username? 
going to need your username. And then I will absolutely rate your team. And of course, you are very welcome, Brian. Um, I'll run down both Rob and I's team super quickly before I get out of here. And also, everyone, enjoy enjoy your Labor Day. Uh, what a wonderful Monday. Going to be drafting probably my most serious home league this afternoon, auction draft. Um, I don't know what this means. Put it in here. Um, oh, like you want to share your team and uh, have me run it down here? Oh, you can post it. That's fine. Uh, just got to put it in the chat. So for me, in this draft, I, I like this. I like this team. It's maybe not my absolute favorite team, but I like this team. Uh, team number one fifteen on drafters for me: Tyree Kill in the first, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf. Come back with Brees Hall as my RB one in the fourth, TJ Hawkinson in the fifth, Alexander Madison in the sixth, and then Trevor Lawrence to go with Calvin Ridley, Rashad Bateman, David Montgomery. Not a guy who I, I draft a ton, but a nice ADP value on him, and I think a nice fit with uh with Brees in particular Geno Smith to stack with DK Metcalf Tyler Boyd Damian Harris Kenneth Gainwell Jalen Hyatt Richie James Evan Hall Mac Hollins the hand eater himself Kendrick Bourne Trey McBride and A.T. Perry uh, and then Rob's team really quickly drafted right directly behind me in the 105 Tony Pollard went how he I love Rob's galaxy brain he's definitely a big fit uh, with the Spike Week gal brainers, uh, pulling up Tony Pollard all the way to the 105, pairing him with Devonta Smith. Very unique pairing. Very, very, very unique pairing with Tony Pollard and Devonta Smith. Keenan Allen, Drake London stacks. Keenan Allen with Justin Herbert, J.K. Dobbins, Quentin Johnston, Kadarius Tony, Khalil Herbert, Zach Charbonnet. Takes Dak Prescott. Really fucked this one up. Takes Dak Prescott. Darnell Mooney, Gerald Everett. This is where he should have, uh, I'll give him shit. He should have taken Jake. He should have just taken Ferguson. Should have just taken him, got the stack over with, and not sweated out uh, Ferguson falling back. Takes Gerald Everett, Alec Pierce, Irv Smith, Jerome Ford, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Michael Meyer, Keontae Ingram, and Terrace Marshall. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. Thanks, guys. This was a lot of fun. Don't love my team, but sometimes that could be good. 100%. A hundred percent and gets to close out your team. Kirk Cousins, Brees Hall, Khalil Herbert with Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, George Kittle, and Chris Godwin. I mean, you're on the right path for how I like to build teams, uh, for sure. Cup. I, I mean, really, the big question is Cup for you uh, in PPR. You said twelve man PPR. Uh, getting Chase and Cup together with Waddle and Kittle and Godwin and Brees. You're building teams exactly how I would build them. So I definitely like this team. I don't like cousins, like unstacked cut. Like a, it, I, 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 there's a lot of quarterbacks I would, you know, be interested in around the Kirk Cousins tier. I would have gone with something that, you know, I, like you have Jalen Waddle, just get Tua instead of, of Kirk Cousins. Or, you know, you have Kittle, go Brock Purdy or whatever. Um, I prefer to do that in this in this structure but uh, other than the cup you know vibes problems that uh that looks good looks good to me that's going to do it here for a special holiday edition of monday afternoon best ball here at spike week we'll be back tomorrow i think we're going to do a draft stream uh, around this time again around lunchtime and then we're going to be back for our tuesday night regular show spike week sickos where rob and i are going to walk through all of our exposures our biggest player stands our biggest player fades some things we maybe would like to have back all that kind of stuff tomorrow we'll see you guys have a wonderful monday a wonderful labor day I'll see you guys in 24 hours peace Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? You turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week. Spike Week.